This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I am super glad that you are here. So today we are going to talk about what it sounds like in our head, what that itch feels like when we think we might want to do something else in our career, which can be really challenging if we are successful in our career or we're doing something that we like or that we've been doing for a long, long time, which is the scenario, all of those things for our guest today, Dawn Rosemond. Dawn is the Chief Diversity Officer at Barnes & Thornburg, and also now has launched her own movement called Rain Today, R-E-I-G-N Today, Rain, which is royalty. And when you hear Dawn, you're going to know all about the royalty because she is fabulous. So here we go. Hey, Dawn, how's it going? Uh, it's amazing. How are you? Super good. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So what I love about this meeting that we have today is that a common friend of ours... Connected us. Connected, connected us. Yeah. Well, I guess we should just shout out to our friend and Anthony we have to, Giuliano. At the time that he did this. Um, I know. He's going to record it, this and save it and he remind is. us of this later. He is. Yeah. Well, some, we're going to have to buy him drinks. You know I will that, do right? It. Okay. I will, <laughs> All right. I will take one for the team. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So he introduced us just several months ago and just through all kinds of weird events, we weren't able to connect. And then just lo and behold, last week we jump on the phone. Yes. And I said, hey, I'm doing a keynote in your fine city. And here we are. I know. Podcasting. I I love it. I love it too. And it really speaks to everything we're about here at the Badass Women's Council, which is connection. And we just made it happen. When I said, hey, when can we get together? I was like, boom. You like Monday. There it is. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Super fun. So tell us a little bit about you and your story. So you're the chief diversity officer (laughs) at Barnes and Thornburg, which is very official. It sounds cool, doesn't it? Which you are hip as all get out. It is a juxtaposition when you see you and how hip and wonderful you are. Not that lawyers aren't wonderful. That wasn't meant to be shade That's okay. at all, but it's not your traditional, um, lawyer. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. That's, a, you. that's an awesome compliment. You know, I get a, a, a relative that always says, she's like, Dawn, you don't, you don't, <laughs> she don't act like a lawyer. And I'm like, that's like the coolest thing. I, I take it as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. This, you know, so, so my gosh, where to begin, where to begin. So my official title here, yeah. Chief diversity officer, director of of diversity, professional development, and inclusion—that is such a mouthful. I've got to it's fix a very that. lawyery title. Uh, it is, that is, <laughs> and I made that up, right? But, but uh, so that's what I get to do uh, day in and day out now. As of I think. October of 2016. Before, oh, wow. Yeah. You've been doing this a smidge of a minute. Just a, just a little bit. Yeah. 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 Before that, I was just straight up all day, every day, uh, practicing litigator and, and loved it. But felt like and got to a place, and I knew it was coming, and we can talk about that later, I guess, yeah. but I knew it was coming, but felt got to a place where I needed to do life differently. You know, I and you were a lawyer for over twenty years. Oh my gosh! Years, I, I started. Right? I started practicing in Barnes Thornburg. I started practicing. My career started in nineteen ninety six. 
I've been with this same firm since I came out of law school in 96. I was even a summer associate in 95. So I've known professionally, this has been my home and I've always done it one way. I came in to be uh, a, a, a good lawyer, to be a, a great litigator. I was trained really well and that's what I endeavored to do. That's what I focused on and that's, um, that's, the, that's what I brought to the table mm -hmm. every day until until actually probably the summer of, of uh, probably August, July or August of, of, of 2016. And it just, like I said, it got to a place where I, I uh, it sounds, it sounds much more dramatic and movie like when I say it like this, but <laughs> got to this place where I'm just like, I have to do my life. I have to do life differently. Um, it's not, it had nothing to do with the firm. It had everything to do with purpose, everything mm. to do with me. You know, I, I really, I was, I, you know, say this often, but I was being called to more. My royalty was calling me, man. I was like, I, and I was, I had perfected for years not answering her. Right. Right. And then she just kept getting louder. What does that sound like? What does that feel like for somebody that may be listening and saying, Ooh, I don't know that that might be me. Like, do you remember what that felt or sounded some, like? Yeah. Yeah. It feels, if this makes any sense, like the most amazing euphoric feeling because when you walk in purpose, when you're opened up to your highest and best self, when you, when you, when you figure out like, this is why this is so I can talk about myself. This is why Dawn Roseman exists, right? When you experience that and then you go back to not pursuing that, it's the most euphoric feeling, the most painful thing at the same time. What I heard was Dawn, um, you know, like a, for instance, I'd maybe speak to, um, you know, a group of kids or something. I'm just using this example. This actually did happen. While you were in your regular role. When law. I was in my regular role, if role. you will. Yeah, traditional role. Let's okay. just say it that way. Uh, I, I remember, you know, feeling just like, you know, that, that you hear people sometimes say, you know, it's your purpose when, what, what would you do for free? You could do it all day long. It's what you think about. I lit, I mean, talking to those young ladies about what's inside of them and that they were made for more and that their greatness walking. I mean, it just was everything for me, man. And it just, and so what I hear was you, this is what, this is what you're supposed to be doing this. Everything. It's like, it's like when everything comes in line, it was, it was not just what I heard. It's what I felt. So it's almost physical too, it, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, purpose is real. I don't care if I mean, we can we can spend our life and many people do spend our life um, ignoring it. I mean, there's it was that that uh, I'm going to screw this up. I screw up all kinds of quotes. We'll I just, just make fix it my... in the show notes. No well, worries. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, sometimes I think yeah. I'm screwing it up on purpose so I can own it later. <laughs> right. But something about like the most the most um, uh, the place that's full of the most potential is a graveyard. Or something like that. Uh, Have you ever heard? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so untapped potential, um, yeah, right? Man. Yeah. And so I just, I just really, I, I could, I mean, I would, you know, hear Don, you're more, you're, 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 you're made for more than this. My friend used to say it like this. He goes, I feel like he goes, I get this image, Don, that you walk in every day, and it's like the ceiling is really low, and you have to duck down mm. in order to exist in there, <laughs> and then. You, you know, and 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 and, you, and so everything that comes along with it, right? So it's so I felt alive. I felt when I would was 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 dabbling with purpose. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's interesting. I've experienced something very similar. And what's courageous about it is when you're in that ducking of yeah. the ceiling, 
we refer to her here in the Badass Women's Council as a little bitch in our head, right? <laughs> so there's this She's small <laughs> voice sometimes that gets really loud when you get ready to step into purpose and when you want to stand up taller. And that's, I love that you use that as your metaphor because I describe it as stand tall in your story. Okay. And when you stand tall in your story, some, it, it's uncomfortable at first. It's uncomfortable. And, and walking past that discomfort is how you get to the other yeah. side. I mean, it's not just, it's painful. Mm-hmm. It's really, really painful. I and mean, I think that that's why I said, I think we, at least I can speak for myself. I think, well, no, I think we perfect ignoring, uh, our purpose or in my phrasing, our royalty. I think we perfect it. We work hard to, because if, if someone says, you know what, um, you know, if I, if I know I'm, I light up when I do X, mm-hmm. right. But everyone tells me that this, I'm supposed to be doing Y X seems crazy. Cause the majority are with Y, right. X seems out of, out of control and then don't mess around and make money doing Y. Yep. Cause then you're like, not only does X seem crazy, but you're like, and seriously, you're gonna look, yeah, yeah, and some people are uncomfortable that you're going to do that because then it tells them they should be listening to their voice too, and they haven't. Yeah. And so then you create a little bit of friction sometimes with with those folks. That's, that's too. A, I mean, and, and I didn't understand that at the time I was going through it. I I didn't appreciate that, and so that hurts. That's probably one of the most painful things is because when you when you have to be really careful about who you share your why with, because mm-hmm. um, they don't get that, and especially when it messes with. The norm. I mean, people are, are, you know, and I say this a lot when I get a chance to talk. I have these things called rain classes. Yeah. Tell I'll, them about you mentioned yeah. the rain. So give, yeah, okay. give us the yeah, branding because yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. So, so rain, R-E-I-G-N. Um, it, it's, it's uh, through this journey of self-reflection and that, you know, getting to that place of, hey, I got to do life differently. All my rain platform, if you will, was birthed out of that. I mean, it was just a lot of years, um, um, pro- you know, starting back, my gosh, officially my rain platform was officially formed in 2000 i want to say like five or so but eh, maybe a little bit later Ish. than that it's all blur it's all a blur I get it. <laughs> it's all a blur but but it, but but you know had been wrestling with this whole you know what do you call the little bitch in your head mm-hmm. the, the fight yeah the, the, you know the battle between my royalty and i'll say i'll use your phrasing my royalty and her right i mean where this there was a there was a clear battle one of them was going to win yeah and 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 obviously you know I, I, at the time i didn't appreciate it like this this is all hindsight but it, but at the, on the other side of that my rain platform was birthed out of that i'm a words person i, I live for them i'm probably you know same you know yeah oh, you know what i mean yes. like i love what i mean words are awesome I mean, do you just sometimes for entertainment look up what words mean it's worse. I have the little calendar that has the, the word oh, of the day yeah. thing. I have it pop up my on my phone. My screenshots are all like words. That yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what that the really means. Words matter, yes. man. They're power. They're, I mean, they shape exactly what you're seeing is what you've been speaking. Yeah. Right. Oh, preach. So, Absolutely. So, so, so words are everything for me. And, and, uh, it's a rain. I got a hold of this word, uh, called rain, which I looked up and massaged and broke apart. And it means to overcome, to dominate, to superabound, to ascend, to win, to sway, to have influence, to have power, the essence of wind, to wear a crown. I mean, that word's hot, man. Oh, that word's hot. Me yeah, man. I just, and so I started, I'm like, and, and honestly, I didn't do it. It didn't get a hold of it. So I'm like on one, and then I'm going to have a platform and tell people I got it. It got a hold of it because it helped me. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how to help me. I, I felt screwed. I felt um, directionless for the first time in my career. I felt like I was having some weird midlife crisis. Well, I think that's, I'm spiritual. So I'm just going to go there for no, a minute. No, I think that's 
the discomfort that sometimes God puts us in to push us to that other place. Well, this one. Because I, like you, had been in a career for, you know, 16 plus years. And it's easy to get comfortable when you're doing great work and you're being paid really well. And there almost has to be that discomfort that gets put upon us in order to shake us into yeah. the next level. Oh, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I don't move if if everything stayed Status quo. I, I don't move, and I and I because good doesn't suck. Good, good does not <laughs> suck, right? And I and I you know and I was so scared of what was on the other side of being a different version of Dawn. I was so scared of that, and it just got to the place where my fear of all the things I couldn't figure out. How do you get? paid pursuing rain, Dawn? How do you do this pursuing rain? How does this, what does this look like? All those questions I couldn't answer, all that fear associated with all those unanswered questions was began, began to get completely outweighed by my fear of dying with all this stuff inside me. Oh, that's exactly why I made this switch. I, I hit 50 and I thought, you have been dreaming in your own head about all these things. And TikTok, girl, you've only got X number of years left. And it was that sense of, oh, my gosh, get yeah. on it. Like, I have a friend. You know, we were we were vacationing with them uh, one year in the midst of this journey toward rain. And we were just up. I got up early. He was up early. He was cooking. And I got up early. And I said something to him. He just he didn't even look up at me. I mean, he just looks at me and he says, you know... It's really selfish of you and kind of a shame if you don't share what you have and your voice with the world. And he just goes back to cooking. And I'm like, the heck was that? You know? Just drop that in right. brunch. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, what are we doing? We're just, I just but, got to, yeah. But okay, we have to pause on this because sure. this is a theme at the Badass Women's Council. That's the power of connection. Yeah. Because if you leave those thoughts in your own head, you can justify not doing it. You can talk yourself a little bitch, gets loud, all of those things. But when someone else who loves you and gets you and knows your talents reaches down and says, get up here, girl, yeah. Yeah. that is... That's powerful. No, man. And I call it, you know, borrowing somebody else's eyes because mm. you can get stuck in your own crap. Oh, so good. Right. You get yeah. stuck in your own crap and you kind of self-reference and you're just sitting here and you're thinking like, I can't do this. And that's what was going on when you ask, like, what does it feel like? It's like your royalty calls you and she's like, you can, you can do this. You can step, mm. step out here. Volunteer. Go ahead and try it out. Yeah. Say yes to that, that opportunity. And they're like, uh, uh, you know, whatever. And then, but then I had people. Who you're talking? Yeah. People were like, "Hey, I would, I would, I messed around and shared, you know, just as much. You have to be careful about, you know, who you share your why with because they could, they may not understand. Yeah, you have to be careful about who you share your why with because they're going to make you do it. Make you do it, right? <laughs> yeah, so you better mean it, right? Yes. And so I shared yeah. it with some people who really love me, and they're like, "You said you want to speak more. I, you know what? I volunteered and put your name in, and they said yes. So you're going to be the keynote speaker for this." And I'm like, "What?" And you know, that to me, when you say they really loved me, yeah. that's how I began to kind of discern who was really in it f with me for the long haul and who was seasonal, right? Because yeah. you have people that come in and out of your lives and it's not good or bad. It just is. But those people who were pushing me past my comfort zone, I knew was out of love. Yep. And those are my people now. Yeah. And those, yeah. Without question. I mean, even my transition here, I mean, my first book came out in August of 2016. I didn't share it with my firm at all at first because I was terrified that they would think I wasn't committed to the firm because I decided to write a book. Oh, because you know because the practice of law is I was like this. It's a she, she's she's a very 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 jealous wife. Yeah, know? and then just like I was you know and so I was like and I never would want. I mean I I am very honorable. I believe at least try to be to to you know my my firm my clients or whatever. And so right. I was just. 
I didn't want to ever send that message, but I wanted to write the book because I wanted to help people like, I wanted them to get this. I wanted to tell them like, Hey, it's called boss presence. And I wanted to tell them, you don't need anybody to validate you. When you walked in the room, you were a boss. Act like it. That's the struggle. That's the hustle, right? Right. If I can get you to act like it when you get there, we've got a whole different ballgame now, right? Oh, absolutely. And and so, but I didn't tell anybody. And it was a friend, actually a friend of mine, one of my partners who sat there, we were in a meeting and she found out and she's like, we have this thing here called found out. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's like you didn't have a, like a, a drug problem. You right, wrote a I, book. I a book and it's on Amazon. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, and, 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 and it debuted, it debuted at number one. And she found <gasps> out and she's like, is this in BT news? Which is our thing where we let oh, people know what we did things Thorn- good across our Barnes whole and Thornburg news. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And then she said a whole bunch of words that probably shouldn't be on your podcast, but all that ended with all that preceded you better whole bunch of words, put that in there now. I'm like, uh, seriously? She's like, you better put Mm -hmm. that in there now. Right. (laughs) And that's what, I mean, but that's what I appreciate that pushed me and that it it completely kicked over a sacred cow. But isn't it true though, that we kind of compartmentalize, right? So in one way, the, the Barnes and Thornburg lawyer gig was security and safety and writing that book was putting yourself out there. And it's like, okay, you weren't ready for them to meet each other yet. Very much so. (laughs) Very much so. And I worked very hard to make sure they stayed separated. Not that I was presenting false. Right. I just was presenting, presenting less than whole. I'm not sure if there's a market, you know, a a, a market difference between those two. They're both, they both suck. Yeah. But, but I, you know, I thought it was the right thing to do. I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You don't bring, you know, bring your whole self to work. Who's ever said that? Right. (laughs) right? Always say it, but but not a lot of places let you do it. When you sit in a board meeting, nobody asks you if you're whole, they ask you if you have your project done. They ask you what your budget's like. They ask you if you got the, the, you know, if you met your metrics, I mean, they're not, they're not asking you if you're okay. They quite frankly, you know, that's I'm trying to change that. That's my, that's, so am I. yeah, that's our thing, right? So am yes. I. I mean, that's, that's why, why, I mean, in creating this role, um, I mean, notwithstanding the really, really, you know, <laughs> multi-word worded title, mm-hmm. um, my goal is I'm trying to build people and I'm trying to change a culture to help us move it forward. So yeah, people are asking now. And, and I'm so proud of what we're doing in that regard. And in, in, yeah. in an industry, yep. sorry, I did a keynote speech no, this morning. All my words, all my ability to articulate, I used right. up this morning. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. 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 so in an industry like this, to me, your message is even louder yeah. because it's, it's such juxtaposition towards traditional that that's going to stand out. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I thought. You know, and I, and and, and, I, and kudos to to Barnes and Thornburg because I really did think I I wouldn't be able to do both. Mm-hmm. You talk about that separation that, and I was willing to bet on me because my my rain platform is not just a it's not a hype word. It's not it's not a um, like I said I didn't create it to have a platform so I could sell shirts. It, it it's is, your purpose. It's my purpose, mm-hmm. and I believe, and I, I don't have to believe it. I know it because when people respond back, you know this when you mm-hmm. when people come up to you and they say like, what you said help me here. I just, you know, um, what, I got what chills just when you said here, that, cause that's, that's what makes my world it go makes around. Your world, yeah. 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 So, so, so it's not, I was willing, that's what I decided to do when I laid down my traditional practice was to say, I'm betting on my purpose, my why I, this is why Dawn Roseman walks around. And so I didn't see, uh, further connection with the firm and to know, to be able to do it in this way 
and to help drive culture and to no longer have to fight to keep them apart from each other is that's a cool thing. And it's a real testament to your dedication to the firm because when you are the kind of employee that's been a performer, you get a different kind of attention. So it's 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 always worthy to be the best at whatever role that you're in because that earns you the right to the next place, yeah. right? And so and a testament to this organization that they were able to say she's got unique gifts and talents that I don't want to leave here, right? They knew you were going to use them, and they're like, hey, do you want to use them here? Yeah. Which is how your role came about, Yeah, right? exactly, exactly how it came about. And, I, and, and, and like I said, I was the most surprised of all of that because I built up such, and we do that, right? We build up this scenario of, of the fears. Are, I mean, we build them up. They're really, really like scary and crazy. And I just never saw that. I never saw that that would be the response. I, it and, and it's been... It's been really, really uh, affirming to be able to connect with our talent, my partners, our colleagues in ways that I never had to, would not have needed to in just my traditional practice. So that's been pretty amazing. And when I'm working with leaders, that's what I'm saying to them is look around your team. And, and as you're saying, you know, are, are they whole? Are they, are they fully themselves? And if they have some unique gift and talent, they may not even have to change roles. They may just be able to tweak and adjust the way they do work to better align with some of that uniqueness that gives us that sense of, not not a sense of true thriving and well-being when we know how our talents add value and are relevant. Yeah. That's really what we all want. Well, it's, not, want. it's not foosball tables and, <laughs> you know, brick walls. Exactly. It's, I want to feel like I matter here. Exactly. And I, I just did a rain class last week. I'm losing track of time. The days are running together. But, um, you know, when talking to leaders and just telling them the same thing, you know, hey, it is your job. One of the things I told them was it's your job to be an air traffic controller. Mm, Get the planes off the ground. Get them off the ground. Your job is not to hold them down, to identify. Yes, train them, give them the benefit of your experience. But you've got to identify what makes them fly. It will make you better. It makes the organization better. And they will perform out of this world for you if you open them up to their royalty. It doesn't diminish you. You know, you know, it, it, at all as a leader, I think that's been the fear when you get we encounter these insecure leaders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're like, well, if you are shining, then that means I must diminish or dim. And so I have to hold you down. That's the opposite of, of really what should be happening. And I think sometimes it's just because leaders aren't meant to be leaders. They were good at their job and they got promoted and they probably shouldn't have been leaders. But oftentimes, I think the bigger issue is we've gotten stuck in this industrial age model of work and leaders, even when they want to tap into someone's unique gift and talent, I think the whole poll to just make it Make the whole thing easier to manage. You <laughs> know, I think they just, yeah. they get up every day and they think if it was just easier, if they were just more alike, it would be easier yeah. to manage. If they were more like the parts that rolled down the assembly line, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. so much easier to manage. And yet, when you see the power of tapping into someone's uniqueness, how much more they give, that there's less to manage because they're just going. They're going for it. Yeah. They're going for it be- and not because they're trying to check a box. They're going for it because they're like, this is why yeah. I move. This is why I was created, yeah. man. You and, you and we're like, you know, see, we're naturally we naturally lean into that. We naturally lean into, I mean, you, you think it's really, about it's, it. It's, it's literally neuroscience. It's, yeah, yeah. It's literally yeah. neuroscience. Your brain, every day when it wakes up, 
when you wake up with your brain. It says, I got to make sure she survives and thrives. And within that continuum, <laughs> you get to the place where your brain really is saying, are you relevant? Are you adding value? How are you doing that? And it wants that. And all we have to do is line it up. What's so funny is that, because I use this phrase all the time and put it in my book that I always t- I tell people, greatness is hardwired into our DNA. Yes. Absolutely hardwired. Came with the package. And you know, that's another great point that we should bring up because you and I do similar work. We have a different way that we've branded it, but the messages are largely the same. We just were like on the phone last week, right? And one of the things that people say to me oftentimes when I'm coaching or just talking to people after a keynote is they will say, well, I really wanted to write this book, but it's already out there. You know, Brene's already written it. Michelle Obama's already written it. I'm like, which means it's relevant, which means your voice needs to be in it too. So what if what if nobody writes or talks about tapping into your greatness anymore? Then we're all in trouble, yeah. right? So you, we need everybody's platform. Yeah, ex- we need everybody's without love. question. And, and and in reality, Brene Brown, Michelle Obama, you, me, we didn't write it because no one can tell or write your story but you. Amen. Right. Oh. Right. So yes. so there's no. I mean, the only thing that excites me th- 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 about this is it's it's like. Man, what would happen if we did like a thing together? Like yes. we could get a rain class thing or whatever together, right? <laughs> what would happen to people out there? It doesn't, it doesn't, you can't, because, and this is what, you know, I kind of think about it too. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm, you know, I've been married for 18 years and they always say like, hey, you know, one of the biggest challenges of being married is communication. It's not very, it's not rocket science. You hear it. And if you go to a marriage seminar or whatever, and someone said, we're going to talk about communication, like, ah, I've heard that before. I'm like, but is it working and are you applying it? We are oftentimes educated well past our level of obedience. So, you know, and, and you don't understand what I mean yeah, by that. And so right. there's that. I think that's why we have our stories to tell them that's our superpower. Yeah. Cause what oh, my, yeah. my, the way I say it might not resonate with somebody and the way you say something similar might just light somebody's Man. fire. You know, I've got other friends, Jason Barnaby, who, had, who wrote a book, fire stars. He, he yeah. has it. I like, we all have a story. I love that you brought that out. That's I mean, so important. Yeah, and, I, and I, you know, you're, 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 you're phrasing. I mean, I, I say it this way that at least I said it once this way and it sounds really dramatic, but I mean it there's, there's a body count on our life. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that there is somebody that may never, ever lean in to me, but they'll lean into you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show up and if you're not in your in your fullness, right, right. then 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 they're impacted. I, I used to. Uh, um, well, I used to. This is gonna. I was gonna lie to you for a moment. That's not true. I, so I was gonna say I used to run races. That's a lie. I ran a race. <laughs> I, I ran, Gotta stand in the truth. Yeah, I, stand, that's right. I, I was in some sort of ridiculous, like something K, and I was like wondering why I was out there, right? And I was mad that I was out there, and I, you know my ego is huge at times, and so I'm out there, and 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 uh, we get to the water station and real runners. I don't know if you run. Do you um, run? I'm yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're a real runner. So you're one of those that runs by and you don't ever stop. You just take the water and throw it in your face and then you won't keep running, right? I'm that person who stops, wants to know what flavors they have. <laughs> like, Is there a snack to go with it? <laughs> That's me, right? So I'm sitting there. So I go, I'm running this thing and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for the water station. And I get there and the person's like, I'm sorry. They're like, sorry, dude. Like we're out. We, no, not, we're out. The person who was supposed to run this station didn't show up. Shut up. And I'm like, 
You had one job. <laughs> like, how did you not show up? What did you think you were going to? I mean, how is that an option, right? And how many runners are in right? this race? They're just running by like, uh, you know, so you're teasing them with this table. They set up the table, but there's no water. They set, they up, set up the table. So I'm sitting there, but I say that and use That's that example a lot. Yeah, I use that example because <laughs> it's like that. Get that imagery in your That's head. So because good. they didn't show up. Yeah. And do their job, right? Yeah. Every other, every runner that ran past them was impacted. And so I, I really wanted to, that's, I mean, that's the way I hear it. If I don't show up, if I keep running, going down the path of comfortable or good enough or what, you know, that sort of thing, and don't step out and say, Dawn, you know what? Go ahead and start your rain platform. Go ahead and pursue it. Go, throw it all in. I'm all in, right? If you don't do that, somebody's life is impacted. And it's not just a crazy race where I made me didn't get water. Somebody's life. I've had people, and you know you've had it too, where people have written, and they're like, I didn't think that much of me, but then I sat and listened to you. And... I'm not going to quit now. I save those, not because it, it helps me when those days get really, really hard. So I, I say it dramatically so it reminds me of how important it is to tell my story. There's a body count on your life, on my life, to tell our story. And, you know, I have chills all over. And, and same, I save those stories, especially I have written and talked, I did a TEDx talk about uh, attention deficit disorder okay. and help parents with kids of ADHD. And some of the messages that I've gotten, one, the most dramatic, a, a gentleman in the UK messaged me after he watched my TED talk and said, TEDx, by the way, and said, um, I was going to kill myself this yep. morning, but I feel like somebody actually does understand. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I pull that thing up yep. and I just cry. And yep. you know when I pull it up, when that little bitch in my head is just being angry. Exactly. And then I say to myself, he needed you that day. Yep. So you got to show up. But I also say that because yesterday, my son, who was 21 years old, He's a songwriter and a musician. He teaches guitar. He teaches um, music. He comes out just casually. Yesterday morning, I'm out on the patio drinking coffee, and he says, hey, look at this. And it's a, it's a kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore, hmm. but he went to high school with my son. So this was five years ago. And my son... I'm going to cry again. My son taught okay. him a little bit of guitar. Just lunch hour. My son always took his guitar. It was a relaxed environment. And he ended up teaching a few kids guitar over lunch. This kid's Instagram now is saved by a six string. He's wow. gone through some of the most horrible things in his life. And he's writing his own music now. He's putting it out there. And he messaged Cameron yesterday and said... Thank you for teaching me guitar. Now, this was, you know, 20 minutes a day in a lunchroom, high school kids that had no idea the impact that connection was having on each of their lives. And I just cried. And Cameron said, Mom. And I said, you don't understand. Like, when we put our gifts and talents out into the world and use them like that, the world gets better. It gets better. It gets like, better. Oh, that gives me chills. That. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Because you may know that you may meet them, you may not, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's what makes me so excited. My, my, I'm working on my, uh, my second book now called uh, Superheroes Anonymous. Yeah, yeah, you. And what you're talking about, your son 
exercised his superpower and it's not, I think we get stuck sometimes, you know, someone maybe sitting there like, well, I don't talk, I don't want getting out in front of people. I'm an introvert or I don't only do this or I only cut grass or I only, it, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. That's not what we're, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what we're talking about. It's not about a thing. This was a 14 year old kid in that's a lunchroom. Right. That's right. Yeah. He was pursuing his why. Your son was just, he was just putting it out there and it was authentic. And if we can get people to do that, every, like you said, everybody gets better. And there are people, there's so many people. I never knew I was enough. I never, ever knew I was enough. I mean, I can go into that. And sometimes I do when I have rain classes. I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, my dad left when I was four and, and I didn't realize it screwed with me until I had my own son, my first son. Mm. Um, and just a number of things that just in my life in that regard. And just, you know, when you, when you want to think ne- negatively, the, the, uh, the world obliges mm-hmm. and helps you, you know, brings oh, that crap. Your brain or, believes yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah, you yeah, tell yeah. it. Yeah. And so, you know, but I, I never thought I was enough. So to get a hold of, I'm not, oh my gosh, not just enough. I belong in every room that I enter. You couldn't talk me out of that. I just, I can't help but try to tell everybody I meet. I, I you know, I, I want, if you walk around, think about what that sounds like in your mind to walk around. And especially for me now, the, the kind of the surreal feeling of how I joined what the dawn that joined this firm mm-hmm. and the join that dawn that sits here today. Yeah. Right. The, the record that was playing in my head then right. and the record that plays now, the record that was playing then is I'm really grateful that they gave me a shot and I hope I'm OK and hope I can do a good job. And I hope that they like me and I um, and, and one day I'll be successful. And one day, you know, and I, that's not that's not about this firm. That's just the way I was. Oh, that's why, what you came in with. That's yeah. what I came in with. Right. As opposed to the record that plays in my head, even when the bad days, the record that plays and, and, and drowns out um, the other noise is. You are created to win. You overcome. You dominate. You super abound. You wear a crown. Oh. You wear a crown, oh, right? that. You know, I walk around with this bracelet. I'm enough. So, you know, that when it gets really hard, I stare at it mm-hmm. and remind myself of that. Even when I, you know, maybe didn't perform the way I wanted to. Because that used to be where I got stuck. Because mm-hmm. that's, val- that's how I got validated. When you don't know who you are. Girl, I was in sales for decades. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. If I had to scroll one time down that page to find my name, I was a loser. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how I got I get all it. of my validation. When I became a partner, I used to stare at the at the at the uh, the, the comp report or what have you and find every time, you know, if my name, you know, if it was at the bottom, I'm like, and you suck. You're not a real partner. So I tell myself, you're not a real partner. Mm. You're not you're not as good as the rest of them. And so, yeah. And changing that, the talk I gave this morning was about making sure that every employee in your organization knows why the organization exists, how they connect with customers, how they impact the community, so that when they come to do their individual job, they've got something to connect to. Because with the way that work gets done, you can do an entire job. You can run an entire company and never have face-to-face communication. You need Everybody needs to know how they are valuable, that their water station has to be manned, <laughs> right? Yeah. And if, if it's not, here's what happens. Here's what happens. And if not, they just come in with the meetings, emails, drudgery of the work, but don't tap into the heart of it, which is the why. You yeah. know, it's Simon Sinek's golden circle. Like, if you know the why, that taps into a different part of your brain where meaning and purpose right. and emotion lie. Like, even if you are... On, 
literally working in an assembly line, you should you still, still should know understand how that job impacts the bigger picture. Yeah, you have to. And, and 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 you're right. I think most most organizations, whether it be for profit, non for profit, whatever, I mean, they spend time on the on the the end product. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand like you know, how to got, do it, what yeah, to do. You've got somebody working in a plant, you know, three states over. They need to buy in. I, I remember I was reading something, I think um 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 it was a book by, and I remember which one, because I don't, I don't think it was Soar. I think it was the one before Bishop Jakes. Um, um, and he was talking about uh, um, you should go. He was telling a story at one point that you should go if you ever have a chance to just tour Nike. Mm. Um, the, the, you know, the, 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 the brand, brand, the shoe yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he says everybody's bought in. If you ask anybody, no matter who it is, whether you're asking the, the, the you know, a, a, a custodian or someone who's an executive, they all are bought into this concept of what Nike's trying to do in the world. They all spit it out, you know, and, 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 and so people have to get that. I mean, whether you're, you know, in a marriage, in a friendship, in a club, in a whatever, and they have the to thing. understand. It's not hard. No. It takes intention. It takes intention. Yeah. So sometimes the, the thing is to get that level of simplicity takes intention, right? I was raised in corporate America and business for a small staffing firm and the CEO of that company, Don Taylor, oh my gosh, I love this man. He was brilliant at creating that kind of culture. So every single one of us in the whole organization across all the different geographic locations of offices knew the mission statement. We knew why it mattered. We lived it each day. He made sure if he walked into your office, he would be like, what's the mission? And he would, you know, in a fun way, you know, just, and you were excited to tell him. And every single one of us knew the money-making model of the organization. So if you were the front desk person, you knew how the organization made money. Because if you want people to innovate and really get excited about your business, they need to know how they connect. They have to get it. And I I thought all business was run that way. Because it was one, it was like, you know, I was 24. My office was out of a closet. And then I worked my way up to reporting to the CEO. And do you know, I just ran into that man, Gary Henschel, um, this week. He was a CEO I reported to when I left. And we still talk about the culture of that organization, which was 25, 30 years ago, because it was so profound. And it just takes that intention of show people it why it be, matters. It has to be deliberate. It has show to be deliberate. Show people why it matters. It has to be deliberate. It has to be something that is 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 authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I when I came into this role, it's one of the first things I wanted to do was, you know, we 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 had a platform, and and I, you know, and I'm really grateful that we had a, you know, you know where we started. But I, if I was going to own it, I felt like how can can I cultivate uh, uh, an effort to elevate and change our culture and move us toward better, mm-hmm. if you will, if I didn't really even understand why we were doing this yeah. and couldn't articulate it? Someone ought to, you know, if they want, they were going to stop me like, Dawn, what are you guys trying to do? I ought to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at everything and I kind of threw it all out, not because it was bad, because I needed to own it. You needed to own it. Because I can't, you, you're in, you were in sales, mm-hmm. you're always in sales. I had to own it. Because you can't sell anything you don't nope. own, right? Nope. You don't buy into, and so I'm. You know, we went from, you know, a three, you know, I think a six or seven part platform to a three part platform: sponsorship, integration, and culture. It's the way we care for our talent, the way we integrate our business with the business of diversity and inclusion, and the way we elevate our culture. Simplified period. it. Yeah. You simplified That's it. That's all I wanted to do. But I think, and I think you people, people have to, you know, it has to be deliberate. It has to be authentic. People will find that out. I think we're very past oh. the days where. 
um, we can just provide lip service. Mm-hmm. I think I think you know our the, you know the the global economy has changed so much. There's just no tolerance and for even, that. And even employees coming into the workforce today, they they insist upon they it. it. And I'm not a big fan of separating people out and having a generations conversation. I'm more about humanity because I like to think about the ways we're more similar than the ways that we're different. The people expect us to rise to that level of simplicity for yeah. them. You know, yeah. if, if you overcomplicate things like that, they're out. They're st- go start your own thing, yeah. right? They'll just go create their own thing. They don't have to work there. You know what's interesting about that is that, you know, because I, I agree with you. I mean, we, we, we had those conversations, obviously, because it's the sexy point of the day, right? Mm-hmm. What generation do you belong to? <laughs> what, all that stuff like that. But when you think about, at least for me, when I think about it, you know, we talk about, for instance, you know, this group likes, expects to be valued and all those sorts things. I wanted that too. I don't know what generation I belong to, but I I wanted that too. I just didn't know how to say it. Absolutely. I, I think we all as human beings want that. Absolutely. We just are taught something else like, well, uh, that belongs out here. It's like asking yourself, I mean, when I was, you know, bor- being birthed into my my, my highest and my next best self, if yeah. you will. My, you know, my my rain platform was it was was becoming more and more clear. I was I was uh, you know, just just very just I don't know how to say it. Just I wanted just more. I wanted value. I wanted to walk away and go home and be like, how was your day? Like, awesome. Yeah. I did this. More meaning, it, yeah. not more meetings. That's what yeah. I say. More meetings, not more meetings. Yeah, yeah. 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 And to have that sense of I made a difference today, even if it was just to one person. Yeah. 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 I dig it. I, I live for it. Tell people how they can stay connected with you. Where, oh where's all your stuff? All my stuff. So my website is www.reintoday.com. All run together. So R-E-I-G-N today.com. Uh, Instagram, you can you can get your pep talks on demand with Ooh, my raindrops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's at, it's at you. So the letter U okay. underscore rain. And I'll put links in the show notes okay. for y'all. Okay. And then I, my Twitter handle is just at Dawn Rosemond. Okay. So you can find me there. And then I have a fan page on Facebook, which is rain today. Nice. Yeah. So you can find me all those places. And then also, and I'll be putting up on there as well. My upcoming rain classes, um, especially the ones that are open to the public. I do them. It depends on who you are they know. live or online or both. Uh, both. It depends. They're all live. They're all okay. live. Just sometimes they end up making them available. So I get pulled in. So that's, I'm glad you asked that. So I end up um, getting, like my last ring class was for a leadership uh, a le- leadership uh, sem- seminar that, that uh, organization, local organization hosted for all their regional leaders. I've also done them, you know, you know, so it just depends. I get pulled in for, you know, for leadership uh, symposiums, those sorts of things. The one I have coming up next week is for the Lakeshore Media Group uh, Women conference in up in the region up by Chicago. Okay. Yeah. And you know, and then I've had my own, the way I call my rainmaker production. So I've hosted oh, my own, but just kind of, they run the gamut. I've done rain classes in schools. I've done just all over the country, just everywhere. I mean, I am, was it said rain is contagious and I'm, I'm, I'm purposely trying to spread it, you know, please keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad we met. Likewise. And so who knows what we're going to cook up together. We're gonna do some cool stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm not coming down. I told you she was fabulous. So go to raintoday.com, R E I G N today.com, and see everything that Dawn has available for you. So I think it's important to underscore 
a bit of this episode about what if you are feeling the itch to do something else? That doesn't mean that what you've done in the past or what you're currently doing as your career is the wrong thing. We need all of our experience. It all culminates into what we're ultimately about. So we're not wasting it. I go all the way back to a job I had where I did country toll painting. Oh my gosh, do you rem- I'm aging myself big time now. It, it, this was a thing. Look it up. Google it. It's probably somewhere. But you know, I I painted these projects that sold in this gift shop and I ran the tanning bed and I had it was this weird little shop that had we sold jewelry and and crafts and there was a tanning bed, but the community that I built there and the fact that I got paid to do art that people purchased was so good for me. And then later as a bartender and a waitress, the things I learned that helped me dramatically in sales and leadership, all of the, all of our experience gets used for good. So you're not doing it wrong if it's time for a change. And a reflection question for today is, are you willing to get past some discomfort to get to the next level? That's the reflection question for today. Can you work past the discomfort that's often required to get to the next level? Thanks so much for being here. I hope that you will go to badasswomenscouncil.com, take the quiz, how badass are you, and sign up for the online community on the Mighty Networks. We'd love to have you. I'm not coming down. I never left it on the ground. I'm not coming down.